Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. You guys are on. Oh, sorry. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to uh, AfterBuzz TV. I'm not used to that intro. Thank you for joining us here for Popcorn Talk for the watch-along of V for Vendetta. Yeah. Yes. Remember, remember the 5th of November where we sat here and watched this movie. It's also, it's also when Doc Brown invented the flux capacitor. It is. It's a very important date. It's an amazing date. In history, we are using, this looks like the Blacklist Special Edition I got from the local library, because I think that's the most V for Vendetta thing I could do other than just steal a copy. Sure. So, like, the second most V for Vendetta thing I can do. And before I push play, I'm I, of course, am Steve Kaufman. I'm at Steve Kaufman, K-A-U-F. M-A-N-N, you can tweet along with me. We're going to have a good time, but I'm not alone. Starting to my left. Hey, I'm Alan Sizzler-Kissler. I'm a comic book historian and consulting geek. Uh, you'll see me later today on the Marvel Movie News Podcast, and uh, I'm the author of Doctor Who History and the Unofficial Game of Thrones Cookbook. You can find me on Twitter at SizzlerKissler, and uh, my podcast is Crazy Sexy Geeks. And to my right. Hey, I, I just like movies. <laughs> Like my name is Bill. Uh, no, <laughs> after that, after those street. credentials, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> hey, uh, I, no, I don't have any of those things for you to go to." I'm uh, at BillPosley.com uh, and uh, at BillPosley on Twitter. My uh, affiliation with this movie is that this is when anybody asks me what my favorite movie is, I look at them like, "Why would you ever ask me that question?" It's such a solid movie. And it's then I say. If I have to right now, gun to my head, it's. It, I'm gonna say it's V for Vendetta. I love it so much. When I when I first saw it, uh, I saw it with my brother, uh, my little brother. He came out uh, and visited me. We sat and watched it together. And um, up until that point, we were estranged from each other due to an incident that happened. And, and V for Vendetta is what brought us back together. I. This is also my favorite. It's between this and Casablanca when people gun to your head asking yeah, really? yeah, yeah. what your favorite film is. Yes, that's Casablanca. An, that's an interesting range. Well, let's get let's Yeah, get I think started. I think that's a good place. And we are pushing play. All right, wait. You guys got to do the countdown with the audience. Oh, sorry. That's yeah, cuz for for those who will be listening yes, to this later. Yes, many apologies. So I just Jumping hit. the gun here, man. Ah, the worst. All right, guys. All right. So you're at 0000, zero, zero, zero on the DVD of B for Vendetta. Mhm. Mm Right. And uh, Sizzler Kisser, make your mic a little bit more level with your mouth so we can hear you. All righty. There we go. All right. Yeah. We're That's counting down in five. And you do you play on go. So it's five, right. four, three, two, one, go. We're going on go. Place. Thank you. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Here we are. Nice. Um. Right away, I'm going to say I love that they went black and white. For this intro yes. scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm going to go ahead and open up the conversation to that. Loved, I love it. Oh, back, when, back when DC comic movies were great. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of problems with DC comic movies so, recently. Yeah, but so this is, this is Vertigo uh, because that's where it got eventually folded into. Mm. Uh, originally, when this was printed, there was no Vertigo comics. Uh, this was actually printed in the UK under Quality Communications as a feature of, of an anthology series. And then DC 
collected that, created its own V for Vendetta series. Uh, they went up to about six mm. issues, and the next several issues were new material that closed the story and finished it. Yeah, and now I just love this opening too. That he's just so small. He's sm so small in relation to the to the world and what he becomes. Guy Fox, of course. Yeah, of course. Um. Yes, we don't have. Does it, am I the only one not having nope, audio? I no. don't have any. Okay, I have zero have audio. audio. I thought that was part of it. <laughs> I thought we were just <laughs> supposed to talk about what's going Our, on. We're dubbing in the dialogue. Yeah. Oh. 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 So this is the famous gunpowder treason plot, mm. which, yeah. which occurred on November fifth, and and. Uh, I mean, I don't think we ever really talk about it, like. The, you know, Guy it's, Fox is a dick. It's not an American thing to really talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we just don't talk. Like, they were right for stopping Guy Fox from doing that. I don't think anyone's ever addressed that issue in this whole thing. He we, is a terrorist. He's a terrorist. Yes. We don't know if he's a good dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and yet they celebrate him with bonfires annually and and little uh, Guy Fox dolls that get burnt mm. and... Uh, spare, spare the fox, spare the guy a penny. No. Yeah, and he wasn't really a patriot, or even like f a democracy fighter of, by any stretch. Yeah. But that said, I love this movie and everything this movie stands for. No, no, no. Like, uh, also, we're is. talking about Guy Fox. We're just talking about Guy Fox. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like exactly. the amount amount of celebration that he gets is just I don't know if it's warranted, right? I mean, you just think like. Oh, okay. He was taking down a, a, a terrible government, but at the same time, like, was he a good dad? You know, like, was he, you know, like, what, like Steve Jobs. Yeah, he did some stuff, but I think we've all learned recently that he wasn't a good father. Would you have a beer with him? Is what yeah, you're that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Would you have a beer with Guy Fox? The answer is probably not. So already we have here uh, a couple changes from the comics because in the comics, uh, the the voice of fate, so to speak, is uh, over the radio. Mm -hmm. It's not a television show. Um, and, I mean, that's because the comics, it was made in the 80s, yeah. they came out in the 90s, and they were trying to go for almost a timeless feel uh, of a mix of time eras. It didn't necessarily belong to one time era. Whereas here, we have a movie that was made uh, in the 21st century, and was very specifically said to be in the future. Mm -hmm. This could have been a cool little podcast, though. That he, it would have just been... We could put him on a little podcast. In, in a, it would be in a world where there is media that you can watch mm -hmm. TV. Yeah. But he actually just has a top-rated podcast. Well, he would have the top-rated podcast because they would own its state. Like media. more, more than even the like if, Kev, anything Kevin Smith does. This if you had, yes. to, if you had that. to pick between yeah. Limbaugh, O'Reilly, and and Glenn Beck, who is this guy to you? I know we can all see he's a combination of all three, but if he was uh. one of those three. Yeah, I'm going to say this is more Glenn Beck. Ooh, okay. Yeah, he's more politically involved. He's Well, also, because Glenn Beck has, has that sort of um, soft-spoken, look, I'm just being reasonable with you here, folks, <laughs> whereas Rush Limbaugh constantly acts like he's about to have a heart attack. See, that's what I feel yeah. like. He, I Mine's Limbaugh. Mine's yeah. Limbaugh. I feel like this guy's okay. always, like, screaming. All right. Mm. Also, Are the, we? the take up so, from... The take-up from the comic as well is that she uh, is not a prostitute in this film. Right, right. In the and earlier drafts of this film, she was still a prostitute. Wait, she's not? Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Okay. I didn't notice that the whole movie. I thought that she was a, <laughs> thought she was a hooker at night and worked at a news station during the day, which, during these trying times, you might have to do. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, in, in the original comic, this was her... 
trying out prostitution, and on her very first night, mm. Fingermen, uh, part of a sting operation, caught her and were about to rape her. Mm-hmm. No worries. And then... But, like, literally, the dialogue didn't change, because I've read the earlier drafts of this script where she was still yeah. trying prostitution. Like, it was still ripped from the comic, and they didn't change any of this. Yeah. It was just where she was going was changed to be with Stephen Fry. Oh. This wouldn't be the soloist. Oh, this movie. Spoil the child. Oh, Hugo Weaving. Now, I've read... I've read a lot of places that James McTeague has said that there are shots... There are shots that weren't shot with Hugo Weaving that are in the movie. Right, wow. because originally James Purfoy mm-hmm. was, was cast as this. And some of you know James Purfoy from uh, Solomon Kane, A Knight's Tale, John Carter, uh, The Following, most recently, perhaps... And uh, in the show episodes, and he uh, left production after six weeks, mm-hmm. and so they reshot some of his stuff. But some of his stuff they kept in. Yeah. And Hugo Weaving just voice dubbed over it because he was voice dubbing his own stuff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Although I've re- I've read because it's actually him on set that they mic'd him under the mask and it just didn't sound right. Exactly. That it it made more sense to VO because the lips don't move. And and to take out the hollow, echoey sound. That too. Like, there yep. were a lot of... But he was still there, presumably the majority of the time. But there... At some point, James Purfoy, you'll see him too. But we just don't know. I heard earlier, even in earlier drafts, that they were thinking about uh, casting Dennis Rodman. No, no. <laughs> Sure. That, How I, funny that would have been. I'm not going to lie. I would watch that version of V. Because you'd, <laughs> you'd have to. I remember Double Team and um, oh, Simon my. when he had to play the action yeah. hero. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's my favorite speech. Oh. This is the one right here. Like. Mm. Mm. Yeah! Uh. Vendetta. So many V, v words. But just. But here we are, we're not even eight minutes in. And it's like, oh, this guy. This guy wants to change the world. That, that's actually an excellent point. There is so much... Talk about show, don't tell. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much they established very early. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what V's about, for the most part. Mm-hmm. You you know you know his apparent mission statement. You know Evie's deal in this world. You know it's a totalitarian, yeah. dystopian... Fu- like, you know so much in seven and a half minutes. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful direction. And on Evie, so we've got, as he just pointed out that you can break down her name to the letters E-V. Mm-hmm. And then there's also uh, V, as we see in this movie, is constantly associated with the number five, being mm-hmm. the Roman numeral for five. 
So E is the fifth L, uh, fifth letter of the mm-hmm. alphabet, and uh, V stands for five in Latin. And the and fifth of November. And then also, <laughs> Y. If you're taking all the letters from E V, Y is the twenty fifth letter in the alphabet or five squared. Mm. And mm. also his also his chin looks like a V. Yes. The more the the not numbers based. <laughs> like the mask is literally a V chin. This was one of my favorite parts of oh, the comic. Yeah. This, this was... In the comic, this was maybe halfway through the series. And it was... Oh. And it wasn't Bailey. It wasn't the Bailey. It was something else in the comic. You're right. At that point, he was blowing up uh, towers mm-hmm. that belonged to the bases. Not anymore. And you've got... You've got the, the Lady Justice above the old Bailey is not blindfolded. Mm. Well, the whole yeah, I always, I always like that that image of, of this is a Lady Justice that V can look in the eye and yeah. say, "You have betrayed us." Well, also the idea of blind justice was that was initially a joke, right? Because that's what that's what justice used to look like. It was just a lady with a scale who wasn't blind. It wasn't until like satirists made her blind, and then that just caught on as a thing. There. I mean, one thing we'll get into later in this movie, that this is a world where so much culture mm. and art has been outlawed. So it's actually, you know, incredibly remarkable to suddenly hear music. In oh, the yeah. I was hearing it for the first time, yeah. I was, uh, mm. I was in Romania post uh, the Cold War, like in 2007. They'd only been free for about 17 years, you know? Mm. And uh, just talking to some of them about being like, the first time they heard the Beatles was in 92. What? Yeah, I mean, well, like... You know, it, music is constantly right. associated with revolution. You right. Got in, during the Cold War, when people were protesting the Berlin Wall, they were rocking out to American rock and roll. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but, like, yeah, of, like, to yeah. sneak in Thriller, you know what <laughs> I mean, or whatever, it's crazy. So what you're saying is they could have had... They could have had a Michael Jackson song instead of... The way that, yeah, it's just like Prince in the first Batman. It could have been yeah. Say, Say, Say with yeah. Michael and Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or The Girl's Mine. I'd yeah. like to see a little, don't, <laughs> I just write, I like to remember them as friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a really great modernization of the. The War Room. The War Room yeah. and, and also the five uh, divisions of the government that were seen in the comic. Mm. Yeah. And John Hurt, man. Oh man. Everyone talks about how Hugo Weaving gets to be in every gets to be in everything cool. But you forget about John Hurt. Yeah. John yeah. Hurt's in this, he was in Harry Potter. He's an alien. He's an alien. He's Hellboy. He was, he was the war doctor. Yeah. He gets to be a lot of cool stuff too. Yeah, he's great. Stephen Ray, my favorite vampire from Interview with the Vampire. Mm. And also the crying game. I mean, just yeah. to watch yeah. See, what I always found so interesting about this particular thing is, is he high enough up to be in that room? Do you I, know what I mean when I'm saying that? Like, I, right. I always was like, 
he may be the head of like I, I just feel like he's essentially he, the head of Scotland Yard. Right, yeah, he's right. the head of the detectives. And it feels like I guess it feels we never address it. It feels like he has a regular offices in, and is a beat cop. Nobody ever comes. Of, and, of mm. the others here, right. he's definitely the lowest on the on mm. the run. Right, right. Uh, which is but weird, he, lower than the propaganda guy. But it, you would assume if you're the head of you know Scotland Yard, you're you're not walking. You're not going to crime scenes and doing that as much. No, as but you. it's it's such a weird case. Yeah, yeah. He's taking an interest. Now this is it's, it's interesting to me because when I when I really first got into V for Vendetta in the '90s, it was by then already considered a pretty dated story. Yes, and and even Alan Moore in the introduction talked about this is such a dated story. It's something that was written in reaction to Thatcher politics mm. and. That there's a reason so many British writers were making dystopian future versions and stories in the late 1980s and early 90s because they thought, oh, it was it was going to turn out that way maybe. Yeah. Then by the mid 90s, it just seemed dated and a thing of the past. Well, because that Meanwhile, was the idea that Thatcher politics would lead you to a dystopian future. Right. Turn you turn they turned out to be incorrect. Right. Whereas ten years later. This story found other reasons to be yes. really political uh, and topical again. And those are the reasons Alan Moore actually doesn't want to be involved, like, took his name off the film. Right. Because those reasons weren't very British. Like, do you see, all right, I, I know we're Scott. talking about, but like, yeah. do you feel, I mean, I feel like they're equal partners. I think that says more about Finch's character than the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's just how Finch does stuff. Yeah, Finch he could is, sit in an ivory tower and delegate everything and be like everyone else. Yeah, Finch is a blue collar guy. Here is Stephen Fry, who of course, Hugh and Laurie, you know, Fry yeah. a little bit of Fry and Laurie. Uh, he's been hosting QI for years. He's become known as like this cornerstone of education, enlightenment, and humor in England. So it's great to see him initially come mm -hmm. off as this really creepy, pervy <laughs> jerk of the establishment. Also, because he does so much stuff in Britain, there, w there wasn't even... Because I was looking to see if anyone from this film was in Los Angeles today. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. All, Br all British, or they live, live somewhere... Like, Hugo Weaving lives in New Zealand, I think. Like we would, I would have had to go pretty far down the IMDb. Laser Lass is indeed banging. <laughs> is indeed banging. I always love when they do when they make shows within shows. It's so. Good. Oh, me too. My fa yeah, one of my favorites is Major League Two, uh, where uh, Omar Epps' character is in movies where it's White Snake and Black Hammer. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, Natalie Portman might be the the only non-Brit here. How do, and I always, I, I mean, I guess we but don't. She's kind of British, like. No, but like, how do we feel about her accent? I mean, did we I'm ever feel like? I'm, yeah, on, I'm on board. Yeah, the the person who was her dialect uh, instructor also worked with Gwyneth. She strikes me as the kind of person who, if she felt like she couldn't do the accent justice, wouldn't do the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's not important. Kira Knightley, I believe, was also up for this role. She was. That would have been interesting. I'm not saying. Yeah, she but I also think was it. I mean, <clears throat> are we close to Domino? How far uh, out are we from Domino? We're in this closer movie? to the second Pirates. Yeah. Whereas Keira Knightley would have been a. 
and I'm not saying Kieran Knightley doesn't have the depth. No, no, but to play I, the, I I just haven't seen it from. The her. reason why I was asking is because uh, Natalie Portman. If, I mean, if you're if you're looking at like like the Dominoes or the Pirates, Kieran Knightley has more of an ass kicking persona, whereas like we're looking at we need to see the growth of someone. Yeah, right, right. who's meek and 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 humbled, whereas you'd be like, ah, I feel like Kieran already has that inside mm-hmm, of her. Mm-hmm. Although. Although you could say that about Natalie Portman too, because so of another Star another Wars. Um, change here is V is much more of a hands-on terrorist mm. in the movie. Like he's he's sort of just he sets up things and watches from a distance in the comic book. Mm-hmm. But here we we actually make him a bit of an action hero. Yeah, he's very active. Yeah, and the V from the I want to be clear that the V from this film and this film in general is completely different from the graphic like. I do consider them two very different things. Well, for one thing, and this is part of what Alan Moore had a problem with, uh, the V in this movie is trying to free people. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get people to be free of this oppressive government. Whereas the V in the comic really wants to create anarchy. And you you figure that out for yourself. how, How good an idea or not that is. And that's the beauty of anarchy, is they don't actually care. Right. It's it's just govern yourself. It's the nihilism of government. It's like, it, it doesn't matter. Uh. You know what, kid? Alright guys, this is, this is the part that people ripped from the film and then overdubbed with whatever radical thing they feel. Oh, yes. This um, is... Part of the start of Anonymous taking over was that they could just find this video of a guy not with his lips not moving, wearing their mask, and make him say whatever they want. And Hugh Hoyland in the chat is mentioning it's been rumored the Wachowskis actually ghost directed this. It was their because it was their first assistant director. Yeah, right. Their their assistant director on all the Matrix movies, James McTeague, who sadly had for making such a great for being involved in such a great film. Because I think he was on the others and then got like bounced. Yeah, and I did. I I looked it up. Domino and this came out the exact both in 05. Okay. Okay. So I mean, I feel like that would have been. I didn't realize Domino was post Pirates. Yeah. Where's my time? No, that's right. Pirates was like 03. So he's talking about the the 5th of November and what mm. it means to him. There's also, you'll see in this scene, in this movie rather, a couple times where the, the clock hands are making a V by going to 1105. Uh, and of course, 1105 is November 5th. The other thing is, like, I mean, I think in watching this, like, doesn't it just, doesn't this just play on your want to just go off the reservation, go off the grid, train for 10 years in martial <laughs> arts and, mm-hmm. like, you know, low-level bomb making and then just, like, kidnap George Bush, put him in a <laughs> silo and ask him what really happened on 9-11. <laughs> I mean, like, this, it really brings all of that out on you, Well, you know? especially when this came out, and that's part of why it got a lot of criticism. Was I mean this is this is 2005, so September 11th happened uh, just a little yeah, over four before, years yeah. before this, 
And I mean, especially for me, like I was in New York, I was living in New York when that happened, and and I was down uh, amid the rubble later, and and seeing this in a theater with New York, with a New York audience, and with around me largely native New York friends mm-hmm. or friends who've been living there for years, this had a really, really deep effect on us. What, oh yeah, what this was touching on, of yeah, a terrible thing happened, and then how have we reacted since then, and where have we gone wrong, and. And it's ever since then. There's been a shift in our. There's been a shift in our society from well, people to ideals. That like we almost value ideals more than we value people in our current society. Yeah, I hear you. That like feel. Well, I also think that like can 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 there be? I mean, how how bad does it have to get for this for like a call of action? Right. So it's mm. like. It, it couldn't. You couldn't stop this happening before this happened. You need this catal- this ca- catastrophe for people to be fed up. Yeah. And in in the comic, V is a little more judgmental towards the people because mm-hmm. he he brings up, look, this didn't just happen. Yeah, You're this allowed. is your fault. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. This, this was you. You kept voting for the wrong people. Mm-hmm. You kept not listening to the information out there. You kept making the wrong decision. And he was saying, you know, like once or twice is a mistake. To do this repeatedly for years, to build us up to this point, is your fault. This is a mm-hmm. crime. Now, this is one of the few times we really get V's ruthlessness in the movie. Mm-hmm. That he's, he's okay with all those people dying. Right, like that. But is... potentially all those people dying. Like yeah. he doesn't know, he doesn't know that Finch is a good man, and would value those people. Yeah. Finch is also a little bit more heroic in this movie, mm. or at least someone that we can relate to. Very much so. You know, in the in the comic, he is he's just he's determined to stop V, and although he has doubts about. His world a couple times. He never quite gets yeah. to the level that he's very much does. a cog in the wheel type. Yeah. So yeah. do we also feel like you know? I don't think this bomb was ever going to go. That's my thought. I think that's how they. Am- are we watching? Uh, uh, are we watching a TMZ or are we watching a Fox News? Where you know? Like- um. Well, it's, they, they it's said- a Fox News if there was no other network. So if BBC were Fox News. Yeah. The, state-run media. The director. The director said this was to to be. Like more more an example of any of those networks gone wrong. Whether you're talking about Fox News yeah. or Sky One News, um, any, yeah, any network can become Bang. corrupt. Although, when I tell people this is one of my favorite films, it's always interesting. Best. It's always great a- shot. Best. Oh. <laughs> it's always very interesting. Because there's two types of people who love this film. There are just people who love action films. Oh, yeah, I forget that he just, like, knows how to... Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that bomb... I think that bomb was just going to not go. Like, it was just a timer and a bomb-looking I mean, thing. If it, if it were going to go off, V has seriously underestimated the timing because he's still in the building. Also, I think the public perception of him would be way different if he blew up in a building with presumably innocent people. No, I mean, he's... he's he. It's because they were coming to get her, right? Yeah. He didn't know they were going to be that, like... He didn't underestimate it. He was surprised. Yeah, he genuinely, he's genuinely yeah. surprised that they're there. 
He thought he was going to get a clean break. So I wonder... In the comic book, do we delve deeper into, uh, other than the fact that it enhanced V's physical mm. abilities? Well, in the comic... Do they ever there's... delve deeper into why he has this strength or this... Well, see, in the comic, he doesn't really, because we, we so rarely see him in actual direct physical combat with anyone in the comic. Got it. There's no mention of any enhanced physicality. Uh, that's, that's definitely added for the movie because they're making it more of an action film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some would say they're Americanizing it. Uh, <laughs> you can't deny that. Like, <coughs> that's hard to deny. No, this is definitely V through an American lens. Mm -hmm. But as Americans, that's cool. <laughs> and also, it's again to keep it topical. If you were gonna do it directly Bullets. from from the comic book, as Alan Moore would have liked, it would have been you, ridiculous. You would have to you would have to place it in an alternate version of 1995. Mm. It would not work in an alternate version of the 2020s. Not at all. As we have here. I do I do always you know what always did trip me out is like when you, when I think about like the restrictions and limitations put on people, but whenever they cut to the bar, they're just smoking cigarettes and drinking and yeah. feels and it feels like I always was like wouldn't that be taken away? Like I don't know. Yeah. I think I think fascist governments sometimes are very clever with what little freedoms they'll give to mm. To sort of pacify the populace. Yeah, like that's and vices are a nice, safe way to pacify the the populace. Yeah, yeah. Like a social currency. Yeah. Whereas on the flip side, you would then also increase uh, a hatred of um, other other colors. Well, other I also I also think well part of it too is like I also would think things like I mean especially cigarettes aren't that aren't like tobacco's not grown in England and things like that. But you'd be like right. that's that's got to be hard to get in. Mm. In this I mean, specific time. Also, it's, it seems like in this government, this government is the only surviving one. Yeah, we partially really... by their own design, but it's we see they keep saying England prevails. I think it's a matter of England became a world super, like the world superpower. Yeah, we're, again. we're really not sure what the rest of this world is like. Yeah. This shadow gallery, I oh. I loved it in the comic. I love what they interpreted here. It's this beautiful yeah. celebration of art. And music and pastimes. That's another thing there, because mm. we don't see anyone else really doing pastimes like chess, like little games, like you like know, a Wurlitzer. No like that could be an MP3 player, right? right. He, he wants it to be a Wurlitzer. And there's a lot of the artwork on here that has to do with mythology, mm. biblical themes, metamorphic. I mean, butterflies. Metamorphosis. Right back there. Yeah, I mean, yes. Like rebirth. Run, bitch, run! <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for me to eat my, eat my egg in a basket. That's right, that's right. Which is indeed eaten in V for Vendetta, and apparently not in the United Kingdom as much as V for Vendetta would have you believe. It also it, well, they, I think it is. It is. They call it yeah. toad in a hole. <laughs> that's they, the only difference. Did you make that up? I feel like you no, made it's that toad in a hole. <laughs> there is <laughs> such a thing. I dated a British girl. It was toad in a hole. So, it's also interesting, it gives you an insight into V's character that over the years he's been plotting uh, terrorist actions and an overthrow of the government. He has also taken the time to acquire this collection very carefully and decorate his lair. That would be enough for a clever man. 
you know, he he really you can you can tell a lot about how he's prioritized things by how much he's decorated this place. But like, dude, I I can't even I can't even get my car cleaned, even though I've I've, I've said that I would do it to dedicate ten years yeah. to a meticulous plan yeah. that you've slowly been cultivating over and over again to get amazing at these knives to get it's like. Yeah. To, to to just think about that, like you'd have to go, like you'd have to go off, you'd have well, to go off the grid, you'd have yeah. to completely go off the grid. You'd also have to have, and I like that they make him a certain level of superhuman. That his brain, we can explain his brain's also superhuman. We never see him sleep per se. Like that, from a writer's standpoint, you can get away with a lot. Hmm. This is also another thing. I didn't know what else to do. That's not really a sentiment you hear from being the comic. Not at all. You know, this, this he was is... a master planner in the comics. Right. He is. He is a, a little bit more human mm. in this movie, which again right. I think works for the version of the story that they're doing. Yeah. And also, what they set up visually up in literally the opening scenes of like, this is a guy doing his thing. This is a girl doing her thing. And they're gonna meet by what appears to be a chance, but there's no such thing. The girl from Ipanema. That's... And the first reveal of V's hands. Which is fitting that we we first see his burnt hands over a frying pan. Mm. And apron. That apron is ridiculous. Yeah, a little levity, right? It's been a little serious, and I, I always wonder, like, what's the what's the peripheral vision of that mask? Like, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like, <laughs> that's, like that's that re- that's not conducive to ass kicking. I mean, that's something to ask about superhero masks in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once again, su- super senses, I guess, would be the right. I I call I write all those things off as the purple pants theory. Uh. I, do, I do the heroes after show. And every week something like that comes up where, like, they had a clone – they had clones that if you shoot them, they just turn to ash because they're clones. Right. But he, they had, like, ten clones, and they were all wearing bombs. And when they got shot, they turned to ash, including the bombs. And, like, all of us wanted to, like, really, like, nitpick that. And I just had to, like, guys, purple pants theory. It just you, don't, you don't ask how, how Hulk's pants are – like, you don't ask about Hulk's pants – they're just things. It's like, nope, that happens. Someone's asking who has tried that egg with bread. Eggy, like we we had it this morning. Yes, I cooked a Steve lot of them. Steve is eating it right now. It's happening. The yolk gets every er because I don't cook the yolk all the way through, which might be a problem. I'll move the microphone out of the way. Well, no, it's not. It's a problem. You just usually you eat that with a knife and fork and. Mm. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. So Evie's going into her past here again. The the past is a little bit altered from the comic. And 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 to be, if we're going to be really honest, this is the only part where I was like, "All right, guys, you're hitting me over the head. Both of her parents died. Yeah. Brother, like, I, all right, I get, And they were both activists. All right, I get it. She's yeah. she's due for this. this. This is very much the expository scene. Yeah, um, one of a few. Or even just her backstory. You know, like yeah, yeah. The um, in in the comic. She she is also an orphan. She has no sibling. Um, her mother died. In the comic, there was essentially a nuclear war. Uh, because, again, it was the 80s. Oh, yeah. So that was what we were afraid of. And so 
her mother died during the war. Her father was arrested and then uh, apparently executed later. Mm. But at, in the comic, as she came to know V, she did wonder at times if V was in fact her father. Mm. And V told her, I'm not. And Alan Moore said no. But the fact is, it's an open interpretation if you want to take that. Uh, we get the dolls, but we don't get any of the backstory of those dolls. Yeah, the dolls are, are a major part in the, in the comic, especially when they're destroyed, bringing this man to the, the break of sanity. He, yeah. he has a break from reality when his dolls are destroyed and he's attacked. The ego that is uh. apparent in this bathroom. Look how many times his face is in his own bathroom. In the mirrors, in the television, this is mm. just... It's like he's built a temple to himself. It's also very strange. He doesn't shower for very long. Did it, am I the only one who notices that he's he's in the shower for, like, 90 seconds? This could have been a cut. Oh, fair later. enough, fair enough. Yeah. It got steamy. All right, but we, don't, we don't need to see the entire shower, Steve. So the one note you have is a longer shower scene. Not necessarily. Just to make it believable. His his one note for Jurassic Park was I noticed no one took a bathroom break. Nobody bathed. Nobody. <laughs> no one. Except for the lawyer, and then that that didn't go well for the lawyer. Or Jurassic never mind. Mm. Again, the vanity, he's desperately trying to make sure his towel is secure yep. when he's in the midst of a terrorist. And he's also trying to grab that that gold waterproof solid iPhone he has that's also a remote love it first flash of what the past looks so like so good what we got so good it's almost a Terminator homage it's so great I love how blue collar he is. That his you know what else? Oh, his here's, room looks like a hotel room. So the other question <laughs> I had too. I mean, I guess there probably was an alternate plan, but he breaks into her his place using her ID badge. Yeah, right. Again, one that ID badge gets into this dude's personal home. Mm. Two, <laughs> what was the what if he didn't have her when he formulated right. this whole thing? Yeah. What was the alternate plan? So I always was like. Oh, this is just so she could feel betrayed later on when we're watching Count of Monte Cristo. But what was the, like, can, could her badge realistically, she's a low-level intern in a news thing, get her into Prothero's... Well, it's his office, though. It's ha not it's, his house. It's his office. Right. It's, his, it's attached to his office. And, I mean, I worked at, at ABC News for a short while as an intern, and my badge let me into various parts of the, the place. Because if you needed someone to run and grab something from someone's office... They need to be able to access those doors. Mm. So what you're saying is security is very lax at news organizations. You just have to get to a. <laughs> you just have to get to an intern or PA. Good to know. Good to know. If you wanna, if you wanna run into Katie Couric, this this is of course yeah the the Count of Monte Cristo mm. story echoes in V for Vendetta very much, and I, I'm also gonna throw it out there. I like the uh, Jim Caviezel version. I actually really do like that kind of money. It was, it, was, I, it was a good, it it was was a good version. It is not at all the book. <laughs> like it's, oh, no. It, no, it no. drastically changes the story. But no, it's a fun movie. 
And Guy Pearce and Jim Caviezel in a scene together? You can't beat that. It's really great. It's good we got to see that. Let's talk about other movies we like that weren't this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've seen Star Wars, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean... Oh, Rupert Graves, I'm just waiting for you to yell at Benedict Cumberbatch in a moment. <laughs> I do say, as much as I like V, I would get annoyed as hell if he was just quoting a movie he, alongside. Because it seems like he's quoting the whole movie. Just like, hey, Dick, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, come on. Let me know. Ooh. Mirroring insights, Evie. Yeah, here he's the voice of London. In, mm -hmm. in the original comic, there's a computer system like, that controls much yeah. of London and, and really England, and it's called Fate. So he was the voice of Fate. Which, by today's standards, would just be creepy. Yes. Like, she puts this together so fast. She is actually really a smart, like. Oh, but the way he handles that, though. It's another aspect of V that is both very liberating and, and scary. His unapologetic nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I killed him. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up, but if you ask me, yes. <laughs> and I love that he never gets a heart. Like, you'd, you'd assume that part of this is him being like, with, with her character a lot of times in, in narrative storytelling, she her character will give the conscience to yeah. another character yes. and give and him. give and be the voice of reason that that person you know in the last kill scene they're just like no it's about mercy i don't want to be you and that just never happens <laughs> no. and it's awesome if anything it's like no i am a monster well that's why you're here interestingly that is kind of what happened in the original draft of a 1980s attempt mm. to make this movie the the ending did wind up with V becoming more human, and I believe with V's identity being revealed, Ugh. just would not have worked. If, no. if you know the original story, and especially seeing how well the movie did, it, it's just, it would not have worked. Thank goodness they didn't do that first draft. Also, time time made me forget that November, f they were supposed to release this November 5th, 20, 2005. Yes. But then there, was, there were bombings in London right around that time that they had changed... And then they bumped it to, like, the summer. And then it did really well as a summer movie. Oh, yeah. The colors in this film are also great. Because oh. in, in V's lair, the shadow gallery, you've got earth tones, you've got oranges and reds. It's a very warm environment. Whereas every time out here, look, this is so sterile and blues and mm. grays everywhere. It's antiseptic. I also love the lighting, that he's actually mm. not very well lit, this this character. That's something that happens in, in a lot of, particularly in TV shows. Yeah. They overlight things because they're so scared you won't see the actor. And then it just winds up seeming a little bit unnatural. 
Where's I? This is ma masterfully done all the way around, including that Look it just. Look at this. It's like you're looking at a Caravaggio painting. Mm. It's gorgeous. So, does V have a bunch of dresses that just fit Evie in in the shadow gallery? Yeah, yeah. It's creep. It's a little creepy. <laughs> she also a seamstress, seamster. See, this seems like a more natural place to bring up mm -hmm. how she lost her family. Like she shouldn't have mentioned any of it at that. It, it's at something that, that breakfast. happens in in many movies and TV shows. You sort of repeat some information that doesn't need to be repeated. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm definitely a fan of uh, if you're doing a serious story, you know, trust the audience to pay attention. Mm. So did they shoot riots, like, actually in production and then make no, them look I, like found footage? Or no, they had to have just no. found think, that footage? No, I, believe, I, think I believe that's from previous riots in the 80s. Yeah, like... I could be wrong, but I believe so. No, they created... <laughs> that would be a ridiculous no, amount. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. That would be a ridiculous budget. I love this. Oh, the Throughout mirror. the whole thing. Oh, man. Like, just that... Yes. The, the fingermen making people disappear under a bag. Yeah, the, and then, like, the, the reveal of her character are, you know, just yeah, being under uh -huh. the bed every time this kind of thing happens. And so Again, it's, it's, it's not an image that repeats often in the comic, but this is the beauty of when you understand how to make a good adaptation and play it to the strength of the medium you're using. Mm. There are so many adaptations where they're being so direct... They forget, oh, but we're a movie. We can mm. do things the book or the comic or the musical couldn't do. And they don't take advantage of that. I would say that about The Watchmen. Yes, The Watchmen but. was trying too close to be a direct adaptation of the comic for me. And, and so you had, it was great that you were able to copy, you know, pages mm. and make them into these visuals, but... It, there was, a, I mean, I, it's just so many, so many storylines going on without anything really going anywhere. Yeah. It just felt like so, like, it was detached. Yeah. Even here, look at this. Oh. Look at this shot. Antiseptic. None of those rooms have freaking labels that are visible. They're, they're all just tax record rooms. They're all just these... Silhouettes that are interchangeable against the antiseptic environment. This is this is fascism right there in that shot. Now, and like I think the idea like he they misspell universe mm -hmm. on that mirror and in the comic. So this term we're about to see from Evie. Do we? Does anybody else feel a little weird about it? I think. Well, you know, I, I when I first saw it, I was just like, oh, oh, I could see why uh, I would be. What well, she went so quick, so fast. But I think like this is her a. She she has a plan for her to try and get out of there, yeah. which is more of an escape thing. 
And then I even thought to myself, like, well, what is V doing even letting her do this? But we learn later that it's, it was all part of his yeah. plan to allow all of that to actually happen. So we, the time that we, from when she asked to the time that she did that, is basically the time that it took for him to formulate yeah. this whole new and plan. And to be fair, she told him, like, her reveal right before that is like, I'm weak. Yeah. I'm weak, I'm fearful, well, and I can't do what you do because of it. Going back to that story, it's just like, oh, both of her parents were these activists. Her brother was, uh, you know, died in St. Mary's, which was the thing done by this. Like, it's almost like they built her character to be primed to be the person who gets flipped. Whereas, like, I think you, she could have just been somebody who's, who is under this regime for long enough. Mm-hmm. That she got flipped. I don't think we necessarily needed which, this whole... Yeah, which is another thing that, in the comic, that is more what she was. Yeah. She, she was just someone who saw the point of these message, but hadn't certainly under, undergone any grooming for it. Yeah. Which is the complacency that, in the comic, he calls everyone out on. Yes. Of, like, you know I'm right, and you're not going to do anything. And that should make everybody angry. Like... Yeah. Which, if you want them all to just go crazy and do as they please, it's the perfect message. Get it, Oh, this shot. That shot reminds me. So, initially, the the creation of V as a character, uh, there was talk about creating a shadow-like character for for a political story. And then, at one point, Alan Moore talked about creating a character he called the doll, who would would wear a doll's mask. And it was with uh, David Lloyd, the original artist, Mm that they began to form this into the character of V and that it would be not necessarily a takeoff on the shadow, but sort of a mm-hmm. combination of the shadow and a Guy Fox figure. And the initial sketches were a very more standard superhero look before they st- finally started on sort of this frock coat and cloak mm. look. And fast forward a few years, fans of the Batman franchises, such as uh, the Arkham video games, the character Anarchy is initially very intentionally ripped off of V. Really? And his original costume, the red cloak and, and golden mask, were directly taken from V's cloak and mask. By the way, I haven't asked, which Natalie Portman do we find the most attractive from this movie? Well, this is a creepy scene, so I'm yeah. not going to say I'm that. I'm not going <laughs> to say that. You're not going to bait me into this scene. <laughs> it's a terribly creepy scene. Um, I've, I've I think we're all going to say the bald when she yeah. gets shaved bald. Because, powerful because of, yeah, Portman. it's going to be a powerful woman scene. Yes, no, absolutely. When when she truly becomes a warrior and and uh, and a radical herself. Although, in two thousand five, this is something they got way wrong about surveillance. Is that? Is that when someone's being surveil like s- surveillance of the future would be like two people in a room listening to you, like right. it would be that personal. Whereas we now know surveillance is actually they're just keeping that data so two people in a room can comb through it if they need to find something on you. Right, it's algorithms. Yeah, and, it, yeah, Twitter and, and stuff like that. And it's also it's also privacy we've given up willingly. So just cre- So if he runs MI, if he runs Scotland Yard, Creedy runs like MI6. 
MI5. MI6 M- is international. Got it. MI5. MI5 is inter- internal. So the equivalency to the FBI. Sort to of. Us. It doesn't quite, you know, It match doesn't equate. Up, okay. But, but that would be the closest equivalency. Yeah. Cause, so he's in charge of the finger men, right? So I guess he's just like, I guess it's just yeah, more he's, like, he's national, more like national security. Yeah, this is, if you were going to, if you're going to um, make an equivalency, you know, like he, uh, Finch is in charge of, you know, public safety and public safety, uh, uh, in for- law enforcement, whereas he, uh, Creedy, is in charge of secret police. Mm-hmm. He's Gestapo. Okay. Yeah, and He's I think the that there's also. It's also interesting that they're like around that table. There's not like a general, right, or something like that who would like be in a charge. Military of, yeah, because we know that they're we know that they're they're there is still war with you know immigration yeah. coming in trying right. to prevent them from being a part of whatever jumping the fence or whatever. Yeah. But there's definitely no like general in this you know the military head so here we have another another difference a couple differences here Mm. from the comic so in the comic uh evie gets away from v not because uh, she takes advantage during the mission but because she and he have a conversation where v realizes you think i'm your father Mm. and basically seems to abandon her in the street then as as if to say i i made a mistake you're not emotionally ready to join me and and so they separate, and mm. then she does wind up with this character. But in the comics, uh, because she doesn't work in a news station, they she has now met this character before. In the comic, this this is yeah. their first meeting, and he's sort of a low time criminal, and he she lives with him for a couple months, and then they begin a romantic relationship mm. despite the age difference. Although that this version, this version I much this, prefer. It's yeah. much more interesting to me. Much more relatable, much more... Well, also, it's great to have a positive homosexual character mm-hmm. in, in an action movie, frankly. It doesn't happen often. And that that doesn't define him. Because we're at a it's point now... It's one aspect of it. Yeah, like, we're at a point now where you'll find, like, a homosexual character, but that'll define them. That's like, oh, he's a gay and, guy. Whereas this is like, no, he's all of these things and happens to be a homosexual well, he's, man. Well, he's a character. He's not yeah. there to stand for all homosexuals. Yeah, he's just... And I, I love I love what he just said about the Quran. Yes. You know, you don't you don't have to understand it to understand that it's it's poetry is, is moving. Like it's really interesting, especially in the in like a time like the eighties or something like that. Like our idea of terrorism is definitely ethnic, is definitely Middle Eastern, is definitely and cultural all yeah. these things yeah. and like the idea that uh the true uh, a, the, a, a true look at freedom is a complete acceptance of everyone's belief system, not just the the mm. one of all. And in that, like, even if you don't agree with something, that doesn't mean it's not beautiful. Yeah, it's again the the comic. It was so focused on the internal politics of England. It it didn't speak of the wider world. Mm-hmm. And and again, this is something that makes it. One, I think, a little more relatable to to a whole world perspective, and two, made it more topical than it would have been if you only yeah. focused on how the comic portrayed things. And the other thing that I, I really, you know, uh, like about this is that all the black people are dead, and like that's <laughs> just <laughs> they, that's they don't they implicitly that, yeah, mm-hmm. they don't implicitly nope. say that. Yeah, but, it but is they're fascist, all dead. They're not fascist. there. And and in the comic, it was very clear this was not just. Not just a fascist regime, but a white supremacist regime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, 
Wait, wait to make it weird. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wait, <laughs> way, to, way to really make it weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more subtle here that it's wa waspy. Yeah. That the England that prevailed was the waspy England. The waspy non-monarchy England. They don't tell you how they took down the king. I, I don't think it would have taken that much effort. Yeah, I... Well, I guess they kind of do, that the Norse Fire Party got elected. Yeah, but based off of, you know, the fact that they had they, a, they had the cure to the... Yeah. The, and what a great name for oh, a that's such a, oh, I love that Norse name. Fire. It brings to mind the Norse gods. It brings to mind the Ragnarok, the twilight of Earth and, and Heaven. Like, yeah. Just perfect, a perfect name for a fear-mongering political party. No one in this future owns a light, do they? No. Everything is lit only by computer screens and televisions. And by the street lamps. Look at this, really. Mm. I'm just gonna leave I'm just gonna leave out this book of exposition here. So if V for Vendetta were a TV series on sci-fi... Dude, I'm waiting week, for it. I think it would be what rad. Week, what week would this happen? Are we, uh, how week, many episode season? Week, week I would four, te five. Wait, 13? We're saying 13? I would say 13, but you space it out from November 5th to November 5th. Okay, so... I think that this is... All right, so then I think this is episode... I actually think this is episode 8 or 9. I would say 6 or 7. Yeah, and, if it's 13 episodes, 6 or 7. And then him reading the book would be a whole episode. Right. Right. Right, that would be like nine or ten, like the big reveal ten. of the character. Yeah. Right, right, right. Or, or, because that I could also see that as like a huge season break. Yeah, like that. That we get the Larkhill stuff in like May. Yeah, and then they don't come back again until like August. Right, but and then, then they but then I would say November. like you don't then you don't kill Prothero. Do you, I, I would change the order of events, right? Like a yeah, little bit. Yeah, V would still have to go around killing people, though. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I'm just saying Prothero's a bigger fish than episode, what, what he is, at, you know, also 20 we, minutes in. Yeah. Also, we would, if this were a TV series, all those people on that screen that just had X's, that would have been, those have been weeks. This is one of those scenes that's almost exactly yes. what the comic book had. And I'm, and for that I'm glad because this is actually one of my favorite scenes from the comic. There's it's all, I think this is awesome. Just the like. Well, there's a remorse in her. And and I and I think V legitimately accept it accepts it, but she still has to die. Right. Yeah. Which like is, you which still is, have to, you know. Sorry. Interesting, and it's it is, you know balance the scales, and I'm mm -hmm. sorry, but it's and doesn't even uh, allow for the possibility that he'll change. Because he has already injected her. Yeah, he made his before choice before she yeah. even woke up. Now this this uh, flower, this rose mm. that he leaves as a calling card. Here it's called uh, Scarlet Carson, uh, I believe, because they were referring to the f the the color, and they didn't understand why in the comic it's called a Violet Carson. Mm. But in the comic, it's not called Violet Carson because of color. It's called Violet Carson because it's named after the British actress Violet Carson. Uh, who was often on? Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name. Sh uh, the, the name of the show she was on now. I. It was I a think, huge soap opera. I think they'll give you some credit, being an American. Coronation Street. Yep, yep. It's, it's the that, one of the biggest soap operas in England. Yeah, that's still happening. Yeah, that's. It's that in EastEnders that just don't end.
in the doc. <laughs> is the doc a thing? That, or Doctor Who? Oh, yeah, Doctor yeah. Who. Well, the Doctor Who ended for a minute. Yes, the wilderness years. Uh. What's so fucked up about this is you're like, that That fucking could be, that's like what, in my mind, that's what's happening right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, what I'm not looking, like there's just somebody figuring out ways to just. Just like it. Yeah. And, and we hear this explanation in politics, not in this extreme a case uh, publicly, but there's so many politicians like, well, you will show a piece of evidence. Or will refer to a factual thing, a factual mm. document. It's like, well, we can't know if that's verified. It's like, oh, but we do. Like, we told you where it came from. and that is, Well, yeah. we can't know that. There's always, as long as there's 2% of doubt yeah. in my mind. Oh, and not to mention that, like, the way we do criminal justice currently, beyond a reasonable doubt, is flawed to begin with. And I love, I, I will say this, I love in this, in the diary reading, that you hear her utter disdain for these people. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. that's really, you know, uh, like, because you, you, we, the last thing that you leave is like, man, maybe she wasn't that bad. And then you read this where it's like, and no, I literally, like, oh, it's just, also, what these non-waspy people I had to deal with. What's also great about that, because there are so many times in movies and in television where when you get to a scene where a character uh, is doing a voiceover narration or they're supposed to be reading from a diary, it's very flat. And they, they are just reading. They're not acting it. They're not mm. voice actors. They, they aren't trying to think that they're way. They're so weak and pathetic, yeah. And, and whereas here, like, no, this is acting. She is act. You are feeling what she feels through these words. Oh, God. That's... God, that... Right here, this is one of those things where this movie does not pull a punch. Like, no. God. Although, could you imagine being, like, an extra in this movie? And they're like, yeah, we just need you naked in a pit. It's a check. That's what we're going to do today. So, right, here we mentioned earlier, this is a change from the comic that there are anomalies in V's blood. Mm -hmm. Well, because also, these are... And, like, I guess you never really understand. I mean, it's a neural, like, so the initial virus is something similar to... Um, um, it's not like an Ebola, right? I mean, right. it's like a ner like a, a nervous system shutdown. Right, yeah. right. But what it is is that they keep they keep trying antidotes. Right, and so this one antidote has. Well, they they, they derive the antidote from his blood because they still have his blood sample before Larko gets destroyed. Oh, uh, this just. Even even that phrase, the man from room five, it's so evocative. That's like saying the man in the iron mask. Mm -hmm. Like this, he has no identity. He's just the man from room five. Even she doesn't know the identity. It doesn't. It didn't matter. He was a nameless test subject. By the way, the that sci-fi movie or that sci-fi series, I'm kind of pitching in this room. That's, the man, the iron it, mask. Well, it would be it would be V for Vendetta. At the episode that they go through this, it would be called The Man in Room 5. Oh, yes. And it oh, would yeah. be a whole episode. Still without revealing... Still without revealing his identity, because that's not important. His identity's MacGuffin. So, the director... I don't think we brought this up. The director of this film was, a, I believe, a second unit director or assistant dir unit director <clears throat> on uh, on uh, Attack of the Clones. Which yes. Is, which is where he met Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. 
I actually forgot that connection that that something good did come from that. By so, the way, for something that's so hard to get, everyone's just getting butter and <laughs> cooking it all day long. <laughs> Although I would assume he would. And that. It's pretty funny, Evie. I'm sorry. It's Stephen Fry. It's very funny. There's something wrong with this country. Just so again, this is making it more topical. At, at the time this movie came out, we were talking about avian flu. Mm. There had been scares of anthrax not too long before. Now, chemical warfare, germ warfare, were the new things to fear rather than nuclear attack. Mm -hmm. Because nuclear attack seems... That seems very Cold War automatically to my brain. Well, and... Isn't I think that we just like... Isn't that basically also saying... Hey, we're talking about... Like, if you were to, if you were to be listening to them right now and, that, and it just cut out, wouldn't you also be like, hey, they... Hey, it's like clearing your search history in porn. You know what I mean? It's like the fact that it's not there means you were definitely yeah. doing something. Yeah, you were looking at something bad. Right. So if I was on surveillance and if I'm John Hurt, I'm surveilling everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So wouldn't there be a report back being like, hey, I, on, on you know November 1st, we, it went completely silent in Chief Inspector's office? That would be kind of interesting. That... Although I guess it's that idea that they're all at each other's throats, that whoever's surveilling them reports to someone who reports to someone, and the intel doesn't get to John Hurt. John Hurt. Or or the intel does, and he, it's just he's such a small fish. That, and this is also, a, you know, uh, Loose Change, Zeitgeist. Yeah. All these movies are coming out where this question that they ask is. There's like, the natural if if your government was responsible for the biggest terrorist and, attack and, would you want to know about and it? again this is and this is something that Alan Moore criticized because uh, he saw this as the movie turned it into Americanizing uh, Americanizing it because it made it an ideology between um, liberals versus neoconservatism mm. conservatism um, whereas because because in this movie you're right the government caused this thing in order to assume power in a way it hadn't before. Whereas in the comic, the government took advantage of a yeah. situation, i.e. the nuclear war and such, and, and so a new party stepped in to take advantage of the mm -hmm. chaos, which is a different kind of evil, of, of using terrible tragedy to your advantage. And that's another. That's a question that comes up constantly. Would you really want to know? Mm -hmm. This movie is full of that question. Even just down back to Evie saying, "Did you take my card? Do you want the lie or the truth?" Constantly, people are making the choice of what they want to know. Do they actually want to know the truth? Because if you know Be the truth, the next question is, "What do you do with it? Are you going to act on it, or are you going to now knowingly yeah, uh, are you going return to, to inaction and become truly?" directly responsible yeah. for things you did not act on. Red pill, blue pill. Yeah. So, does this character 
not understand the reach of his own government, or does he not care? Well, he thinks he's bigger than it, right? I, I mean, think. I think. I think he's, he's. He thinks he's bigger than being black bagged. Well, the thing is, we see this constantly happen, and you know, in the '40s and '50s, there were people who spoke out mm-hmm. and really thought, well, the people will be enough on me that they'll they'll let me take mm-hmm. the piss out of him a little bit. They'll and and also, uh, I, can we also talk about like this would have never made it to air. Not at all. I mean, he. You have to wonder. Although that's hyster- like, in to, my mind, Stephen Fry wrote that. Well, I'm aware he didn't. You have to also wonder. Uh, once, once uh, you know, the head of this network was gone. Once the biggest voice piece was gone, is that what allowed them the freedom? Maybe Stephen Fry's character had much more support. Mm-hmm. Um, without that head. There well, I think that one head. dude who cut the bomb was ahead of the the news network. I mean, had to have seen. The, right, yeah, right. like oh, yeah, and he just yeah, he would have been aware. Um, and it, so, yeah, it's, it's curious. Did they, did they have a conversation about it and decide, well, we, we have a good enough relationship with them. We can, we can play with it or mm-hmm. what? It's interesting. Like they could have, maybe they justified it as like, no, 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 we're mocking V. So this is actually very pro government. Mm-hmm. That is interesting that he somehow pitches or that it even gets to this point. Right. Like you just like, like that, like. That the, the, the Sutler like Sutler's not picking up the phone right now I, I, and telling them like don't show right, this this right, is right. insulting this is off now right I th- I'm I'm sure at some point they've allowed them to take the piss out of some government officials because again it's I don't see the because in a in a world where this type of fascist regi- regime lasting too long if they don't do it otherwise yeah like, yeah I mean I think we can all agree that like for the purposes of this movie it's a thing but I'm just saying in the real no it w- it would be interesting to see ex- explored more behind the scenes what was the conversation that yeah led to this but like these these cutaways you see of the regular people would be way more shocked and not laughing if this were a world where no one was able to do this. But he genuine, but Dietrich generally thinks that he'll just get in like a slap on the wrist trouble. I mean, it's him calling himself. I mean, like, there's no way he, he was like, "Yo, don't worry, I'm making fun of V." Yeah, a, <laughs> no, no, you're literally having people shoot both chancellors, and then you're saying V is alive, which we established in the scene earlier that that's the biggest thing. Yeah, this this right here. I mean, this is a this is a security a lot of people will feel that mm-hmm. you know I've become important enough now I can speak out, and I'll have to be fined. I'll have to take punches, but someone has to speak out, and mm. I'm, I'm secure enough that I can do this. I think he's taken because of his celebrity status. He doesn't think he can just be disappeared, mm. like OJ. <laughs> Although he also. <laughs> But also, I think V kind of inspired him, and the fact that he's not living his truth kind of inspired him. Yeah. And then having Evie there, like, I think a lot of that came into his side, because that in his mind, he's doing his small part to trying to change the narrative. Not of so the- funny now. Funny man.
So you're saying that Evie would run away from the church and wind up at Dietrich's house? Was all part of V's plan? I mean, I think it has. Yeah, I do. That's. I don't know. I think this is where we fall more into synchronicity. I think. Yeah. He, I, think, I, think I think he knows. V... He sees that on the TV and knows that they're coming for him. Oh, I think. I think. And no, he's probably no, there no, to no. help her. No, I think. I think V tracked her down, and has been aware that she's been staying there. Fair enough. I don't think was his plan of this is who she will seek out for for comfort. I think he just mm. made sure to know where she went. Here's, all right, so here's what I think. I think it's a combination of the two. Based off of the comic book, uh, she he abandons her, right? Because mm. uh, she doesn't want him to think that, is, that she's a father figure. In this one in particular, it makes it look like she gets away on a mission. What I'm saying is he knew she was going to take this opportunity to run. Right. Oh, yeah. And, no, and, I, and I do actually believe that he knew um, uh, that she would go to the only person that she could potentially trust. Because I, I believe V over 10 years would have looked into this guy and said, hey, I know exactly what this dude's about. And she's he's probably the only one that she could trust. When he found out she was there, he was like – he abandoned her with somebody who could replace him Fair as enough. that father figure, is what I'm saying. Also, also the other, yeah, I was going to go ahead. What were you going to say? Any, also, does anyone else envision the robot chicken-like sketch where she goes, oh, the color of the stone is this. It's underground. Get me out of here. And then it's all out. And then he's like, Evie. <laughs> it was me, though. It was me. Well, I, as somebody who knows about, uh, like, quite a you know who knows about lighting also this scene people get very irked about because that's clearly not v like that's clearly a different person oh shaving really? her head we're, we're bothering to worry about that I'm, not, I'm just saying that. i'm not saying me i'm saying that that whatever well for me the thing is is as you, if you know about lighting even on the darkest of days he could never have blacked out his whole. Oh, oh no! Of course yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm fine with that because again, it's it's an artistic license of the medium. It's it's like with comic books when characters are able to stay in silhouette and not be revealed to the person they're talking mm -hmm. to. It's it, it, Deep Throat. Deep Throat is a great example of, you know, just artistic license of lighting. I I uh, love this just that you know they really she she has her head shaved on camera. It's, yeah. It's it's a for real head shave. Which you have to do one take. <laughs> I want, yeah, no, no, but I want this. I want this, like, the camera guy just going, Terry, battery's, battery's dead. <laughs> Terry, we didn't get it. We didn't, we didn't get any of it. <laughs> we'll fake it in post. Shut up. We have to fake it now. Battery Aziz. So on a first viewing of the three of us, who was fooled? Well, I'd read the comic, so okay. I knew what was happening. No. You weren't fooled no, either? No, 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 no. I w okay, so one in three. But when I watched this film, I was like, oh, they got her. Yeah. You had faith in V. In hindsight, in hindsight, it would make way more sense that V got her, because that's what the whole story, the story wasn't about her getting, like, that would have been a sidetrack. And now the discovery of Valerie's note, mm. which is one of my favorite parts of the entire saga, oh, yeah, both comic scary. and movie. You feel for Valerie, Paige. Mm. 
I mean, it's also the strongest toilet paper <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Well, I mean, that just goes to show you, again, the, the torturous existence that these people live in. Yeah. The, the of toilet. single ply. Of single what kind ply. of sick, <laughs> fucked up? It's, it's really they're they're being forced to use parchment as toilet paper. Mm -hmm. These poor people. I still don't get the three seashells. Has anyone? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I all right. I get the scraping, but there's so much. Do you do you, do you recycle I, them? All right. I read a really weird thing that kind of explained it, and it was <laughs> it went more into that if Taco Bell won the if Taco Bell won the fast food wars, everyone would have way more fiber this in their diet, so they'd be like their stools would just be looser. So loose, in fact, that the the two of the seashells were just to take the poop out. And you, do, you don't actually poop. This is really what you <laughs> want the commentary for, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the real deal. Because I mean. But if we and I, 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 you know what I will say? One of the things about this that is like, I, look, I, I, I don't want to by, by any means say it. I'm happy to see the, the, the lesbian fight for approval because I feel like a lot of times when we think the disapproving of, of uh, homosexuality, we definitely see it toward men. Right. And like the idea yeah. that like if it, it's really easy for for a lesbian, they're way more accepted. But like to actually show that it can destroy yes. another person's life she, is very interesting. Yeah, and very she awesome. is seen as less than human and she pays for who she chooses to love with her life. <laughs> hey, make my face out of this toilet, man. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> That's the first thing I would have said when, when, when V was like, when it was like, hey, it was me the whole time. Like, you put my face in the toilet, V? <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I shouldn't say chooses to love. Like, who she loves. Mm. Sylvia Love in the chat is saying that there's some hard toilet paper out there. Yeah, no, we, uh, they like, are correct. This is this is fun. So the crew you see in the background yep. of this scene actual crew. is the actual crew of V for Vendetta. Oh, Ruth. I I fell in love with Ruth. Mm. I fell moment. in love with this whole thing. Look man. at her. Just... She's so dapper. And the beautiful... These, when these, I first saw it, I will say, from right there, I was like, is that Naomi Watts? <laughs> <laughs> the the orange curtains uh, behind them reminded me of, the, for in New York, for uh, several months, there was an art installation called The Gates, where all the paths were decorated by these large orange uh, structures and curtains. It was gorgeous. Hmm. Well, that's another Americanization where it's like America's war grew worse. We started it. It's yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Sorry. All, we started it. Sorry. Way to Be go, US. Way to go. So what you just saw there, that shot, that is when you uh, zoom in and pull back. It creates that vertical mm. expansion. Yeah, the Hitchcock effect. The good fellas. There are a couple very famous yeah. that I'm just yeah. – The meaning of words begin to change. There's another thing that. How long was that? I mean, it looked like she could have read that like in in, in like twenty. Well, I feel like she's. <laughs> I think she's rereading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
both that she's rereading it and that they're, 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 it looks like they're only giving her one crappy meal a day, that she might... But the, um, she might not have enough strength to stay awake to read the whole thing in one shot. They took her while she was buying food. Again, just the choice of of how these people are victimized. Like, not when she spoke against a cop. Not when she when she was buying food. Mm-hmm. You know, there are these vampires that just come down and prey on you. And I apologize to no one again. That's that's a quality V has. And and someone brings up in the chat room. I'm sure the Wachowski siblings also had a connection to the story in that oh yeah uh, you know certainly in this society transgender people would be targeted mm. as well oh, the... but yeah this this part of the comic book was one of my favorites it's oh, it... beautiful Breaks my damn heart. Yeah. Damn. Breaks my damn heart. Like that was the first part in the whole movie that we all just went. Nope. Let's. No, no. We're gonna let that. We're gonna let that go. <laughs> Someone in the chat room asked, "Where did she get a pencil?" She's not using a pencil. She's using her crap. Yep. Literally. She's feces. She's, yeah. She's. She using let her feces. feces dry and then used it like a crayon. Yeah. That's what the uh, Constitution was written with. <laughs> feces crayon. Feces, and, yeah, and yeah, feces, crayon. yeah, yeah, and a crayon. Dookie crayon. Brought to you by Crayola. Dookie. Ah, <laughs> uh, this reveal. It's that quiet strength she has now. Mm. She doesn't yell no. It's like, look, now. I think I'd rather go behind the chemical shit. So that's just Hugo being Hugo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can kind of hear it. Like, you don't have any fear anymore. Like, the accent kind of breaks. Yeah. Just looking like a little Tibetan baby. Just like a little Tibetan baby who's just learning how to walk for the first time. That's the name of my next album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Little Tibetan baby learning how to walk for the first time. Yeah, just going. Volume one. Although I think it would be really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really acting out that Tibetan baby. Yeah, just that really. one. 
That mannequin's creepy. And gorgeous. And gorgeous at the same time. (laughs) You're like, oh. That's what makes it creepy. Yeah, it's just your his eyes are so beautifully blue (laughs) and piercing. He's so pretty. (laughs) And the extra added effort to, like, sharpie in a scruff on that mannequin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a lonely guy. Well, the other thing, too, is, like, can we talk? Where where are we? Because I know we're in the underground railway tunnel. Right. He has, but a, there's where were the why are there cells down there? She lived there long enough to to have been like, oh, there's some found cells. that door. <laughs> Although, does anyone does anyone else think she would have sat in her cell for like a couple hours, just confused? I mean, the comic like, it really feels like she's there for at least like an hour, like at least yeah. several minutes before she takes the chance to walk out. Where it's just because she has to still believe that she's captive by the government. Yeah, so even V didn't expect them to kill uh, Diedrich. Like so he, he thought he would just be arrested yeah. and that it would be a public thing and, and maybe political pressure would let him out or not. Mm. But the Quran, the, not even that he believed in that other religion, that he owned but that he had an artifact of another religion, got him executed. Also, but that shows he's not, he's not this master planner either. Right, he he's not omnipotent. He just knew that she was there. He didn't know that he's secretly gay and has a Koran. And, and, right. and God saved the queen, which I'm assuming is now destroyed. Which is a shame. On just that subtle guitar under all this. To yell into British accents so hard. Uh, <laughs> to stay that committed in it, you know? I really love this moment here that that it is essentially giving her a nervous breakdown. The, mm. the truth is overwhelming. All the ideas and thoughts and, and feelings processing them is a- overwhelming. After you watch a movie like this, like how long does it like like for like like two weeks? Are you like I'm free, man? I'm going to tell people what I want to say. I'm going to come from a place of honesty and truth. <laughs> and then, like, after two weeks, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to go to Ikea and get him. I'm going to go to Ikea <laughs> oh, and, build a, and build a coffee table and just get right back into the sheet <laughs> that I am, there's, dude. There's a sale at Best Buy yeah, today. Yeah. This is another another interesting thing about V. There are so many revenge stories, and and other other similar tales where the character uh, cuts off emotions and advises other people to do the same. And V is actually asking her to feel everything mm. right now, to to connect with emotions and 
and the pain she just felt, I want you to remember that and acknowledge that and accept it. And here, symbolically, mm. I love this because you now you also have a twist on how Evie will be different than V. V, after he read the note from Valerie and had his own escape, is reborn in fire and, and vengeance, and he has a vendetta in his mind. Evie is, here has her rebirth in water at night and... and well, because her birth was in water. Her birth is water, his birth was fire. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You, you're twisting, and, and therefore you're showing that she will follow a different path. And indeed she does. She chooses you know, perhaps a more balanced, less angry path. Mm -hmm. And for, in, in this instance, rather, while V was all consumed with vengeance, she is bringing herself to forgive V for everything that she's gone through. And perhaps herself Which for is... surviving when her family did not. Which is an incredible amount of forgiveness. Like, I don't know if I could forgive him immediately. No, I'd be pissed for a while. I, it would take me a like really I said, long time. Like, hey, man, <laughs> was that toilet water? Yeah. Like, hey, bro, where, where was that funny? Like, look. Do you yeah, notice look. every number on the jukebox is five? Of course. But I do like. Warner Brothers being Warner Brothers is able to fit in. They're like, nope, let's find a song we own and want to promote. And just put it on that Wurlitzer. Not hating on the song. I love the love all the songs on that Wurlitzer. So this song is I Found a Reason by Cat Power. Mm. Which, I mean, that title is very yeah. evocative of this scene. Yeah, the fact that he yeah. even has this little shrine to a woman who he never technically met. Or that he really didn't meet. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, he, like, they never met. What he mentioned earlier uh, in the film about dancing, there's a, a famous Emma Gordon quote. Uh, she was an anarchist and, and uh, a free thinker in the early 20th century. And at one point, she was criticized for dancing at a party because it was seen as not, mm. not the visual that a woman of, of her political uh, attributes and, and, and position should do. And, you know, a revolutionary doesn't dance, basically. And she gave this short speech about how 
that was uh, silly to her, and why would you be part of a, of a, a revolution that had embraced dancing? And so when people ever, when they talk about that speech, they mm. usually paraphrase it into one phrase as, uh, such as, I'm not interested in your revolution if I can't dance, or a revolution without dancing is a revolution <clears throat> not having, or not worth having, uh, which is what V paraphrases in this movie. Again, here yeah. we see we see a much more human V than in the comic. One who has plans but can't account for everything. And perhaps is really regretful of the pain he caused Evie. Mm. Well, I think he's regretful that he's he's not human. Like what humanizes him is that he's regretful that he's not human. Yeah, he recognizes he has become a bit of a monster. Yeah. Who do you think? It's again, so we're seeing this theme of accepting feelings, not cutting mm. them off. You know, Finch has a feeling that V would use a train for his plot. And and this is dismissed. And V is constantly telling E V and other people, you have to accept your feelings. Mm. You have to listen to your feelings and your instincts. You can't cut them off. And also just uh, just fear driving it. Just fear driving it home. Just pure yeah. bush. Oh, John Hurt, you're so good. Oh, so good. Isn't he doing something really cool right now? I'm sure he is. Yeah, he's yeah. like water skiing, right? The man's John yeah, yeah. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't he doing some cool right now? No, no, no. Yeah, he's water skiing while uh, replicating the Mona Lisa in midair. Someone's going to draw that. So. Wait, so no one's upset about those people that they executed for St. Mary's, where it's like, oh, wait. Again, what does the media choose to focus yeah. on? Just, yeah, fear. So Finch just goes into his spam folder, his spam folder, and is like, "Oh wait, he sent me an email." Why is it that in movies so? Or often it's not even Rockwood. It's just yeah, like <laughs> it's just like. But I mean, like in movies, so often whenever they check email, and and first of all, again, dating this movie, yeah, you know, the Dell computer, but. Uh, Whenever they check email, there are sound effects in email that I've never had in any <laughs> of my real emails. Just let scrolling through emails would give like. <laughs> By the way, this episode of this thirteen part this thirteen part sci fi series that I'm pitching in the this, room. This would be half an episode. This conversation. Yeah. Well, but it, this would be the the end half of the episode because right. the next three episodes are like revolution. Yeah. You just need some. 
So the light, the device you oh, just yeah. turned on, is just one of those book lights that you can get, okay. and and they just it's, put a red yep. light on it to make it look sci-fi. He actually, I don't know if this is intentional, but to me he looks a little bit more like Alan Moore right here in this scene with his big beard disguise. Well, there was a... Within the gunpowder plot, there was an actual man named Rookwood. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I, like, yes. Then I think he looks like him, but he probably also, he mm. looks very much like Alan Moore as well. I don't know the timeline exactly. When did Alan Moore... Did Alan Moore read an early draft of the script and want his name off it, or did he wait till they made the movie? No, no. He well remember before this movie they had made adaptations of From Hell mm-hmm. and League. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So between that and and his understanding that they weren't going to adapt his story directly, that they were going to do a, a slight modernization, mm. that they would change it. That plus his previous bad experiences with movie uh, adaptations on his own work. Made him decide, no, I won't have anything to do with it. They're not doing my story. They're doing their own story, in which case I don't care. I mean, uh, I sold them the rights. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it, it was a DC comic story. Um, and uh, David Lloyd, the artist and co-creator, uh-huh. was fine with this movie and supported it. And, and yeah. thought they did a very good uh, way of making it topical again. Although I have, I have read Alan Moore's main criticism of the film is that it just shouldn't have been in, like, that it was so Americanized that it should have just been in America. Mm. But no, the only problem is Guy Fox isn't that big a deal in America. Yeah, like, no. like at all. But, it, w- but what's also funny is Guy Fox isn't that big a deal in the comics. Yeah, but the other thing, too, is America's too big, whereas London feels controllable, yeah, like manageable, yeah, isolated, like this one in area. In the UK. Yeah. Like, you know, like, unless... It, where it's like the streets of the UK of London could be you know empty what, and have finger ma- uh, you know what i mean like you no know, it also what also helps is that uh England and all uh you know the UK is essentially an island mm-hmm. plus northern ireland um so it's immediately it it's there's a greater visual of it being isolated whereas the united states you've got canada and mexico bordering it and and so it it changes the playing field of how much a country can really be isolated. Definitely, I, I couldn't imagine this story taking place in another country. Like, it would just be a different. I was waiting for you. So the Scotland Yard guy can put the Scotland Yard guy can put the head of essentially the national security agent. He can put him under surveillance. Well, he can argue that it should be done. Police officers. Yeah. Although it's clear, as it didn't have to be for very long. So this is also a joke 
the Beethoven's uh, mm. Fifth Symphony. One, you've, it's the Fifth Symphony. But two, the, that's Morse code for the opening, five. Yeah, the opening notes. Da 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 da. That's Morse code for V. I like this Creedy character the best. Like, Creedy's a great character. Because it's the idea of, like, this smart... Like, a, a, like a Dick Cheney type. He's a smart <clears throat> thug. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's still a thug where it's like, what do I get out of this deal? You've got a karate gimmick. It's a very nice cockney you've got going on. Do what I can. Hey. Oh, you mean? Oh, never. I thought that was a proposition. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> and then, of course, the put an X on your door illusion, allusion to Lark Hill, where everyone who died had an X on their door. Yeah, and it's, Can we it's also talk about like, illusion. is it is it just easy to just like get an apartment and get <laughs> like, like it's like. I don't know. Is Does it, she work? Like, do you Does have a job? Get, <laughs> why, like, why do you have a thirty-year-old television by your timeline? Yeah, I mean, like, you can afford a television, but you have two cinder blocks. You're the most wanted <laughs> woman in the last year, and now you just got your own lease and like <laughs> shave your head, shave your head, and be imprisoned. It'd be great if that's just the apartment above the shadow gallery. <laughs> She's just renting the place above. I left here. I'll never be back. Yeah, except above. By the way, um, I need a roach person. You need to call him. I love how cool Rupert Graves is. Like, mm. he's, he's like, yes, we were tricked. That sucks. What do All we right. do now? Let's move forward. Let's 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 continue our pursuit. That kid is loosely based on a on a young girl who does appear in the comics and mm. on a in a scene where V has killed the CCTV cameras for a couple days. She takes a great joy in being able to say bollocks to a camera and not be immediately uh, uh, reprimanded. Similar to Demolition Man. It all comes back to Demolition Man. I mean, I think we're all in <laughs> agreement that it is a failing of this movie that Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes were not in it. Well, Wesley Snipes was a little busy. I, in I, I mean, you're not going to... Well, there's not a world where I'm not going to believe that V still isn't Wesley Snipes. Oh. Okay, that's the that's, truth. You know what? V can still be Wesley Snipes. Also, for a government that has their thumb on everything, you can somehow get away with shipping, shipping things freely.
best. Oh, God. So oh, the, the domino scene involved four professional domino assemblers over 200 hours setting up 22,000 mm. dominoes for this scene. That's another, that's another thing where it's like, t- hey, Terry, batter- battery died, man. <laughs> we got to set that back up. Can you just, can you just set up all the, all the dominoes again? I feel like at some point in your life there was a Or Terry. like it just they all went and then it was just like <laughs> wait. Twenty thousand two hundred and twenty flipped and then one didn't they're like <laughs> God damn. Also no acid trip for Finch. That's right, in in the comic Finch visits the Lark Hill facility and takes LSD in, in sort of a way to, like, uh, mm. connect with the spirituality of the place and, and trying to get into V's head. Well, the other thing, too, that's every... Yeah, I mean, like, just this, like, all right, we need to, we need to get from A to C uh-huh. really quickly. Yeah. W- let's just have him talk and, us through it. And yeah. What's interesting is not only do we see some stuff that happens in the future, but right there we just saw a clip that does not appear later in this film. Yeah. Where Evie is home and Finch is evidently sitting in her apartment, wherever she is. Yeah. And so does that mean they become friends after the events of this movie? Do they begin they, a relationship? That that seems to be the distant, the future after right. the Rolling Stones credits, that it's like, no, yeah. we... I live with her now. That's, but see again, again feeling and and, you know, V would consider everything he talked about to be a vision. He dismisses it like, no man, it was just a it was just a feeling. Also, did this act? There's this, a lot of deba- this actually happened, right? Yeah. How I do we feel? So. Okay. I believe so, and and I think it's sadly sadly this movie, ten years later, is becoming topical again for me in terms mm-hmm. of how police, at least certain police abuse their authority. Although this... Although that scene's very powerful today. Ah, absolutely. That's, oh, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, this... With with things such as Ferguson, like, uh, th- this scene of police shooting kids in the street just for spray-painting a wall is very mm. evocative. Yeah, player! V is the domino master. How long did it take V to set this up? Just for his own amusement. <laughs> he did it 10 years ago. Is it taking 10 years? And she was like, she, when, when Evie was there, she's like, can I go into the... What, don't open that door. Don't. Do not even... Don't ever go in. Don't even breathe in that room. Into that room. I have 22,000 dominoes set up. But I'm not going to... I'm not going to do anything until the middle of October. Like, I, I spent all this time setting it up, and once I set it down, ah, but one domino does not fall. Once again, e, uh, V is not omniscient. Mm. There's always something he doesn't account for. I wonder if he rides a train later. This this song does seem to be foreshadowing things, as many mm. of the songs mm. here seem to do. But I'll say again, his bedroom looks like a hotel room. He has no things. He's a Spartan person.
Just again, these beautiful earth tones. Like it, it really does look like a Rembrandt or a Caravaggio painting. I will also say this is my second favorite version of Crimea River. Because mm. Michael Buble kills one. Like, if you've never heard the Michael Buble Crimea River. Or the Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh, well. You know. I mean, that's a different. No, 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 Let's not dismiss no, no. JT. <laughs> Listen, you, dismiss. if you want to throw out your versions, <laughs> I want to be open to all Crimea Rivers, okay? Everyone who ever said Crimea River in a song. Yeah. So, did she take some art from the Shadow Gallery and then pawn it to get money to buy a fake ID? I, I know that's not important to the story, but I would like well, to I see think, her I harrowing maybe, tale. I wonder if V That'll gave her a little... 11. Yes. I mean, I'd be, it would be conceivable that maybe V gave her a little money to start out with. I mean, because yeah. you, yeah. you also are like, I mean, it, how does V have... All of them. I, mean, yeah. I, I did. I did stick your head in a toilet. So here's a C note. <laughs> like, yeah, here's a C note. But like, what what does it cost to mail everyone in England a Guy Fawkes mask and yeah. and order them? And ha- where do you even order? Them? Who? How does he? Who who got that order and was like, <laughs> this is probably nothing. <laughs> who got that order? But can't track down the, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. person who made the order. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and put this on. So speaking of, of the masks, in the comic, if you look, the uh, David Lloyd, the artist, occasionally changes details of the mask mm-hmm. in order to fit with certain atmospheres and certain scenes. And they did talk about doing that in the movie, that in certain scenes maybe yeah. the expression would be slightly different and it would be artistic license. And they just decided to abandon it because it was too hard to keep track of the continuity and the props. Well, and they light the mask really well to do the to and serve the exact yeah, same effect. Yeah, exactly. It's It's... By no means is that a failing on their their part. It works beautifully. Why is the propaganda guy asking that? Propaganda guy is thinking about the bad PR if the terrorist succeeds. So that totally makes sense to me. Okay. So, inter- so disco he- ball, <laughs> disco ball, little disco ball, like nothing in a secret layer, like a sweet disco ball. So V just, V V just quoted Twelfth Night, mm. which involves a woman disguising themselves as a man, and one of the original ideas uh, that that Alan Moore was kicking around apparently was that when he was talking about creating a character called the Doll rather than V was for a transgender terrorist. And uh, it was, again, it was one of these initial ideas that got thrown out yep. later. I mean, we actually have... that would be... 
Or was that later? It, it, it was well, this was before 82. Oh, okay. wow. Um, because the comic really started in 82. Uh, but it's one of those things where, you know, we know so little about V. You could give anything about him. He could be a transgender woman. He could be, you mm. know, gay. He could be asexual. He, he could, you know. He could we, be Dennis Rodman. He could be Dennis Rodman. We don't know. And it's full circle. So what I, the point now, <laughs> what I've been trying to drive home to you guys is yes. that other than the fact that Double Team did not get the success that it deserved, I think we can all agree that Dennis Rodman is the best action star that has come out of the 90s. You know, when I see a movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme that Dennis Rodman is not in, I just think, well, what's the point? What's the point? Why even bother? It could have taken five years to clean the tracks if I hadn't also set up those dominoes and, <laughs> like, decorated my crib with all this artwork and jukeboxes and whatnot. Okay. And invested in Viadoxin Pharmaceuticals so I'd have all this money. Do yeah. you know how difficult it was to get that poster of the Salt Flats? Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, that was a year of my life by itself. <laughs> But it really holds the room together. So we can all agree run. that we can all agree that V, in the ten years that he was doing this, his eBay account was off <laughs> the charts. Right, like, he's a top it. buyer. Right, all right. He spent most of his days tracking down weird stuff. It's just about time management, really. That's that's the unspoken moral yeah, of this movie. You need better time management. And or this is, you know, this is really clear because there's a difference between him showing mercy and him realizing that revolution isn't him, that the vendetta is him. Yeah. And like that's that's like the most, you know, I, I I don't know. I just love that clarification that like it's not. Uh, it has to be the people who make the choice, not me. My whole point of this is. Is what I'm about to go deal yeah. with. Well, and, it, and it underlines his belief that he is no longer uh, a human being, really. That he is this uh, monster mm. outside of society. Like, so therefore, I cannot make the choice for society of yeah. whether you wish to embrace anarchy or freedom from this government or to continue. I was so nervous during this whole movie that they were going to take off his mask. Yep. That was so important to me that they not do that. Yeah, yeah. That we never, like in the comic, we never see who That's he his is. Face. That is his face. Yes. This is the identity he's adopted. Which, again, goes to a theme not only in this movie, but in a lot of heroic tales, certainly in a lot of superhero versions, uh, superhero stories, that you choose your identity. You choose the face you will wear in the world. Mm-hmm. But also just that strict illusion of, like, you would ask, like, oh, well, why would she be kissing a mask? Like, what does that mean? And it's like, well, everyone... Because that's where the movie doesn't hold together. That's the one silly element of the movie. That's the one that... But the... I was totally into everything else, but kissing a mask, If you really scan the comments, someone has said that. Yeah. Thank goodness our popcorn talk commenters are smarter. They are. They really are. This effing scene... Right here. This is the scene. This is the scene, man. So I will say this. I will say this. This next part right here. I never felt 
was it was this was the only part that I was like, oh, you guys just got him. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like there was no like not to say that he wasn't being watched by Creedy's men anyway, and they have a loyalty to Creedy's men yeah. and all that stuff. But like, right. and that he was a bit of a puppet, right? It's just like it really is. But he also set up this defeat himself. He told Creedy, "You get me." Now, I before the action starts, I want to point out um, Hugo Weaving stunt double David Leach. Mm -hmm. The way they did this scene, uh, as we're about to see, uh, they 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 do film it with slow motion cameras, yes. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, David Leach was moving at a fast speed while all the people around him that he's fighting were deliberately moving slower than Ooh. they normally would. So combining. Them moving slow with him moving fast with slow motion cameras, you truly get this great effect of the battle. She, it's just like, oh, this too is very different from the comics. That's done. Yeah. That was done. That was, you know what I mean? Not that yeah. it was, you know. It's just yeah, like in, in the comics, he's assassinated by a, a side character who has had her own story during this saga mm -hmm. and is not at all directly involved with V. Mm -hmm. Um, also, he has a different last name in the comic. His last name is Susan in the comic. This is where you can see the Wachowski influence. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Also, V is not a man of his word. Never claims to be. I love the, oh, the dialogue in this movie. Run your neck. Karate. <laughs> it, it's it's the way it's it's like when a British person says karate, it takes the tension right out of the scene <laughs> for me. And your karate tricks. Your karate gimmicks. Like, Wait, you mean an ancient form of hand-to-hand -hand combat? A gimmick? Oh, this scene. And also, is the, what's that mask made out of? <laughs> like, that mask got some ricochets on it, like... It's definitely not the plastic one Warner Brothers will sell you. With your knives and your fancy karate tricks. Again, this is... They've made V more of an action hero. Whereas mm -hmm. in the comic, his his final confrontation is with Finch. Mm -hmm. Where he stabs Finch and, and uh, Finch shoots him. And that's, and that's what it comes down to. Oh, love it! But the, def the definite Wachowski influence, definite Matrix influence. Oh, absolutely! And like when I say, when I told, when I spoke earlier about there are two types of fans of this movie. There are like the thinker, like people who are thinking and like really judging the film as a whole. But then there are Matrix fans who are just like this scene though, like that scene with the knives and he like. And the blood was everywhere. And I dig, I dig movies that can go for both of those audiences. Yeah. Because the crossover, you get a lot of 
you get a lot of bros who wind up thinking about. And I love that he gets these last ones off here. Oh, yeah. Because I'm an idea. And this line is from the comics. Mm. I just wanted you to know that before you die. I mean, Creedy's, Creedy's pushing 245, two, <laughs> I mean, 250. Like, all right. Well, we didn't get to see the gym in the Shadow Gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there. Even V needs armor, man. Yeah. V is not, uh, he's an enhanced human, but he's not superhuman. He's not Superman. So this is for me one of the yeah see eleven oh five that makes it the fifth of November and it's a giant V. Um, but yeah, so here the the climactic moment of the movie mm. is blowing up Parliament and symbolizing we are now free of the government. Yeah. Whereas in the comic, that's actually one of the first buildings he blows up. Yes. And in the final scene, the climax is blowing up 10 Downing Street, which is where the Prime Minister has his offices and lives. This is... The relationship between Evie and, and V is always up for debate between fans. Is this... A father-daughter relationship is this mentor-protege? Is this partners? Is there is there some form of romantic love happening? Uh, and I think everyone can take their own version of that. What works? And it, and it works. And it works. You know, yeah. both ways. However, absolutely, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the beauties of this is is that you can take it the way you wish, in the same way that you can decide whoever is behind the mask that that appeals to you. And here in the comic, there was an interesting montage where she considers taking off his mask. And you have mm. this montage of so many different faces it could be. Uh, yeah. Um, male and female of different ages. Male, female, different races, yeah. different sexual orientation. Like, right. And, and pretty deciding... much anyone, anyone that would be locked right. up in this world. Right. Whereas here, we reinterpret that where we have an army of V-masked people. And so they represent that V is indeed not one person, but an idea. Mm -hmm. That said, I'm not telling Anonymous to not wear V for Vendetta masks. I am saying don't give Warner Brothers money. Just you're you're being counter you're being <laughs> well, counteract you're being counterintuitive. Are you just marching? Just marching over there, going. Yo, I can't see anything in this. <laughs> like I just don't. This is it's claustrophobic. I'm down with the cause, but could he? How, and, like, how big is this domino piece? It's so big. <laughs> it's sort of like when people take Fight Club way too seriously. Like, yeah, Fight Club was right. Like, okay, one, Tyler Durden's the bad guy. Yeah. Two, Fight Club was produced by a major motion picture studio that you're giving money to. Also, what? Remember the, the Fight Club video game? I do not. D don't, don't do it. It was... 
Because Fight Club was about as anti-capitalist as a movie made by a major motion picture, a major so, studio can be. So here, again, it's a conversation we don't get in the comic. Uh, Evie just becomes V mm-hmm. and takes over the cause and, and does this whole thing herself. Uh, here we get a, her defiantly saying why she's doing this. And also, she's not doing it as V. She's doing it as herself. Mm-hmm. Where's the which comic? I think is a stronger message, actually. Here's another thing that really is striking us again today. Marches. Mm -hmm. Marches of the people peacefully standing off against armed policemen. I mean, that's Ferguson. That's hell. You go back to Selma. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think as we advance... There, the only the only true change that happens happens through peace. Yes, you know higher mm-hmm. higher consciousness. Revolution of ideas. Right, yeah. right, right. And that the destruction isn't violent. This is a Viking funeral. Yeah. Which is how I I've already. That's how you've, I want to go. Oh, me too. Dude. That's how you've so, settled your yeah. My affairs have been set. I've no, nothing else settled. But just that one thing. <laughs> nothing else no. settled. All the bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of that settled. <laughs> Anyone else can handle that. Right. All but I damn can... it, there's gonna be someone with a flaming arrow. <laughs> this and I. Yeah, I love Parliament blowing up. Is also visually, cinematically, a more effective scene. Yes. Than ten this, downing. Yeah. This. That's another thing. Like even in the comic, you actually don't see the explosion of Ten Downing. You just see Evie notice the the light of the explosion in the distance. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, so here she she is with Finch. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the end of the comic, she finds Stone, his partner, yeah, and brings him to the Shadow Gallery. And so there's an implication of either she will explain her story now that she is V, or that she will begin training him. As V trained her. Meaning capture him, brainwash Yeah. Waterboard him. Sure. Give him that note. Make sure he sees that note. I mean, just maybe if you started with the note. (laughs) Who was he? And all the possible answers. And and everyone. He's, He's an idea. He's all of us. And MacGuffin. He was he was MacGuffin, is what you're saying. I love that we see some of the dead characters oh, yeah. in oh, the story yeah, yeah. here. Including, you see Hugo weaving very briefly. Yeah. Seeing Valerie oh. uh, breaks my damn heart. I owned a bootleg copy that ended on that Hugo weaving part. Really? So I missed a bunch of these and the, Roll- and the Rolling Stone song at the end. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Oh. Oh, my emotions. What's weird is they had to shoot that first. Or she wore a wig. What? Yeah. yeah For Valerie. Right. Because she, has oh, the oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah, would have yeah. had the hair. Well, movies are rarely shot in order. Yeah. Uh, well done, James <laughs> Mateen. All right, and, all right, James Mateen. And Wachowski siblings, well done. Yes. 
based on the graphic novel illustrated by David Lloyd and no one else. And published by Vertigo DC yeah. Comics. Yep. Uh, well, well done. What a, what a solid damn movie. Every time. Uh, I'll never I'm, disappoint. I'm always impressed by this movie. And this movie, like, and look at mo- other movies made in 2005. They're all crap. Like <laughs> Domino. <laughs> like <laughs> Domino. But it's, it's, it's actually very rare for a film in general to hold up, even to 10 years. Especially political oh, yeah, uh, like, films. Like yeah. a big statement film yeah, like Yeah, like this. we're never going to watch, like, The King's Speech again. Well, well, I mean, well, I mean <laughs> it's, it's interesting. If it's, if it's not really done as a period piece, so many mm. of them really feel so much a part of their times that even if you like it, you mm-hmm. still... You or, I mean, or if there isn't a truth to it, right? If there isn't, like, like Hotel Rwanda or right, something right. like still, that. Yeah, you yeah, see yeah. it through a detached lens of, oh, yeah, that's what we were all concerned about back then. And this one's like, no, this remains topical as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And it, which is extremely sad. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Excellent well, film. Thanks. Excellent. This was this was fun. Yeah. Uh, popcorn talk, people. If you want us to do more, uh, let us know. I someone someone suggested we watch Children of Men. Ooh, I would love uh, to do ooh, Children of that's Men. A good one. I'd be down for Children of Men. Are we the dystopian? Yeah. The dystopian British futures. You guys want to blow uh, <laughs> ping pong balls in each other's mouths? <laughs> Is that cool? You guys want to just, just blow ping pong balls in each other's mouths <laughs> until the movie's done. We'll just keep doing that. <laughs> well, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us here yes. for the watch along. Yes. Thank you. For V for Vendetta. Wonderful. Sir. Thank you, sir. Yes. Um, in the meantime, you want to tweet at us, let us know what movies you'd like to see us do a watch along for. You can find me at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F. M-A-N-N. I do a lot of stuff over at the sister network to Popcorn Talk, After Buzz TV, and I tweet about them regularly. I started to my left, so I'll start to my right on the way out. Hey, oh, Bill Posley, want to say thanks for having me here. Uh, I'm at Bill Posley uh, on pretty much everything. So thank you guys so much. This is the best movie of all time. I hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, I'm Alan Sizzler Kissler. You can find me at Sizzler Kissler on Twitter. Uh, you can find archives of my work at alankissler.com. The podcast is Crazy Sixty Geeks on SoundCloud and iTunes. Look for my books, The Unofficial Game of Thrones Cookbook, mm. and the New York Times bestseller, Doctor Who, A History. Good. And thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.